Yes, I would uh, also just like to greet each and every one of you this morning in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's been good to be here. It's been good to uh, listen and participate in uh, the Word of God from the devotions in the Sunday school. And uh, <clears throat> to think on that, on a little more on that, on that, those verses there and what was taking place um, in in the temple there, I guess, <clears throat> in that day when Jesus had to come in there on them and drew them, drew them out. <clears throat> um, I don't know if it, it ties in with with my message today or not. I guess in regards to like getting getting back to the basics or you know resetting um, reset. Uh, resetting our buttons or whatever would it be uh, if you had a reset button in your life or in you that you could push would you push it that's a question would you push your reset button would you reset your um, <clears throat> and sometimes I guess think you know the um, we Again, it's it's getting close to the the end of the year or the beginning of the year. So the end of the year, so things need to get done. But the beginning of the year is it seems like the beginning of all, you know like a lot of new beginnings, and uh, so the message is just basically, um, you know, looking at the. We can do a lot of uh, really in depth um, study into the scriptures, you know, and and trying to figure out what was really taking place back then and. What happened and how it happened and why it happened and what was the purpose and and what not all and yet we we might just uh, um, kind of forget you know the simple things and uh, the simplicity of the gospel and the simple things of of uh, well, maybe I'll just share some of the things of like one, two, three, four, like five, like like five simple five simple words that we find in Scripture. I think that would be good if we would reflect on or reflect back on and and use these as basics. These are the basics of Christianity. These are the basics of of worshiping God. These are the basics of everything that we have within us. <clears throat> and another thought that crossed my mind as I was studying this, I saw a picture on the internet here of a guy that's sitting here. It seemed like he had sweat pouring out of his face, and he hadn't been there for a long time. And I think he was trying to do what he where he had left off, and I think he realized that he had to reset or start from some beginnings. That thought crossed my mind. Anybody ever see that post recently? Um, we have Jonathan smiling, but I think he went to the gym that he's not been there for quite a while. And I think he was going to take off right where he left off, and you know it got it got to be too much, right? Will that been your process? I need to, you started back with 10 pounds instead of 500 or whatever it may be. But so that was the thought. And I, as I was studying, I was like, hmm, this, this fits this scenario. I didn't even think about it until after that, that picture popped in my mind. And I was like, these are the basics. You need to start with the basics. So our basics of Christianity are faith. You know, first thing is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, Hebrews tells us, you know. Uh, 11 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that are not seen. Um, just not trying to analyze that thing, but sometimes that that verses went over my head already. You know, in, in thoughts. You know, it says it's a substance. 
Faith, it is something. There is a substance to it. There is substance there. Faith is the substance of the things that you hope for. And it is evidence of the things that you don't see. So the next word is, is hope. The, ne- the next simple thing in Christianity or following Christ is, is, is hope. We must have a hope. And this hope is not a, a hope that is just, well, maybe it could be or maybe it couldn't be. And we'll, we'll get into these a little bit further. And then from there, it's love. God is love. You know, without love, again, without love, you know, if you don't love your brother, how can you say that you love God? There's a lot of verses on love. Um, 1 Corinthians, you know, the Corinthians 13, uh, the love chapter. Again, a basic word, a simple four-letter word. Faith, hope, love, and then we have joy. It also tells us that our joy is... Uh, is essential to abundant life. It's essential to, is there joy within our lives? Do we express that? And then the last one that I have is peace. A peace that can pass understanding. A peace that can keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. A peace that, peace that is essential. Those are, those are basic things um, <clears throat> that, we, uh, that, we can, that we're going to look into. And yet, these basic things are very, very simple. You know, they're, they're, they're simple. They're very simple words. Faith, hope, love, joy, and peace. <clears throat> so I read you Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But then it tells us in verse 6 in chapter 11, it says that but without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So a basic a basic um, um, concept of our faith is our faith has to believe in something um, that's going to it's going to reward you. He's a rewarder, it says. We must believe in that that he's going to reward us if we diligently seek him, if we're looking for him. And if we diligently seek him, he is. It, it also scripture tells us that it's he is not far from us. It's not that he can't be found. It's not that he doesn't want to come and make his abode with us. It says that he will come if we invite him. That he, him and the Father will come and they will make their abode with you. <clears throat> so they, will, they, they can live within us. <clears throat> but if we don't have just that basic faith to believe that God is a rewarder, to, digitally reward, to, to reward you if you digitally seek him. He's going to give you a reward. That reward is salvation. That reward is eternal life. That reward is a crown of jewels and glory. <clears throat> we have to have that, that mustard seed of faith right there. We must have that. That God, is, that God is able and that He will do that and that He wants to do that. <clears throat> um, so... <clears throat> That's just, a, that's just trying to define our faith a little bit, you know. Vine, the Vines Dictionary says that, that faith is a firm, convic- a firm conviction. And it also tells us that the next thing tells us that faith is a confident trust. It is, you put your, it's something you put your trust in. You just trust it. Um, there might be a lot of scenarios we could think of, of, of you know, uh, in your everyday work that, you just trust this process, right? You trust what you're doing. You trust 
You trust something that you're using to do that will do its job, that will be there. And so faith is a, a confident trust. It's a firm conviction. It is something that, uh, that we don't actually see, but we, we, we know it's there. Um, <clears throat> and the importance, the importance of it, which, which I read there in Hebrews 11, because without it, you know, without it, you, we're not going to see him. <coughs> so if you want to turn to John 8, we're going to read several verses here then. Again, the, the essential parts of what faith does for us and, and the importance of it, I guess. Defining it and, and having the importance to it. To it. Um, John chapter 8, verse... Uh, Jesus is is, was telling his, uh, the people here, we'll just read 23. Um, in verse 22, he was talking to the Jews there. Then, well, then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whether I go, you cannot come. Verse 23, And he said unto them, You are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. And then verse 24, I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, Ye shall die in your sins. If we don't believe, and that believing is attached to our faith, that we the faith that we have in God, in Jesus Christ, if we don't believe that, if we don't have faith in that, we will die in our sins, he tells us. So that's how that's how serious it is. That's how important it is, you could say. Um, and then uh, John. In John chapter 20, at the ending there. <clears throat> um, let's just read on, in chapter 27, verse, verse 27. John chapter 20, verse 27 to the end. <clears throat> um, here we have Thomas, okay? We have doubting Thomas. And verse 27 says, And, he say, and saith he to Thomas, Reach, you, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. And then in verse 31 says, But these are written, these things were written for our faith, for our belief, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So that's how important that word, that simple little word, faith is, that we have faith and that we trust in these words that we have right here. We have not been there and walked with Christ like Thomas did and seen that. And yet he gave us the promise when he told that to Thomas. He says, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And that's the faith that is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
We can turn back to Matthew chapter 14. Here again, um, here is a, the scenario of Peter, uh, verse 29. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, and he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, and the wind ceased, and then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, O of a truth, thou art the Son of God. <clears throat> so we see here what he told Peter. O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? <coughs> but the simple cry of Peter, two words, save me. Lord, save me. And there we, there we have written in the word, the evidence that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Um, <clears throat> you know, without faith, if, if we don't have this faith established, the alternative is doubt. And we are subject to the very same things of, of Peter. The winds may be boisterous at our side. Um, they may be blowing hard. They may be blowing, you know, um, whatever that could all detail within our lives. And yet, the basic, the, you know, the fundamental uh, to, to, to kind of enforce, or I guess implant that today, I guess is, is, my, is my goal, is that, you know, the faith, it's, it's a basic thing. Um, and then it, it goes on, you know, so how do we... <clears throat> And so we start, we start building on that. So we need to, you know, think about um, another thing in our faith, Romans 10, verse 17. So then he tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing uh, by the word of God. <clears throat> so if we digitally look and seek and read, um, this is something that can, this is the, this is the, the Holy Spirit power, you could say, or in today's society, you got to change batteries and things to energize them, to make it run again. The clock will, you know, needs needs a new battery or whatever it may be. Um, the Word of God is that that can um, that can energize our faith, that can that can strengthen it, that can put more um, whatever the word may be, can put more you know energy into it. Um, so sometimes when we find ourselves in a, a low point or a spiritual slump, you may call it or whatever, whatever you want to think, you know, if you want to rebuild that, conf rebuild that and be confident and the trust that you once had, um, this will help. And sorry for using you, Jonathan, but you had trust and you had confidence in what you could accomplish a long time ago and you did it. You know? And so now you start back from that basic and you build that up. And you keep that you keep that going, and you're going to get back to the point where you were at once. There's no you know there's no, and it's the same way with the Word of God. It's the same way with within 
you know, the spiritual realm of our lives. So, <clears throat> so the next word is hope. Um, hope, again, there's a lot of definitions for hope, but the, the Vines Dictionary simply tells us this, that it's a happy anticipation of something good. It's not wishful thinking. It's not, a, it's not something that's insecure that just says, well, I hope so. You know, it's, it's more definite than that. It's a confident expectation. And it puts, it puts a desire within our hearts. There's a desire plus the expectation of an outcome is what is, is hope, is Vine's definition of hope um, in the Bible. Uh, Romans chapter 8. Starting in verse 24. I can find it here. So, um, hope is something that we need to persevere in. We need to, uh, you know, we need to, um, let's just read this. Verse 24, for we are saved. It says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For that for what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? You know, so praise be to God that we have not yet seen our end. Or why would we keep pressing on? Why would we want to keep uh, growing and learning and knowing more about God in, any way, in, in, in the ways that we can? Because if we see it, if it was all spelled out before us in our life here, What's the point? Then 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we? It says, with patience, wait for it. That's hard, isn't it? That's not our nature sometimes. Patience is not something that, that we are just naturally born with. Maybe some more than others. But, but if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Then it says in 26, Likewise, <clears throat> the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And then it, said, it tells us this, And he that searches the hearts, which we just read about that a little bit, you know, God knows our hearts. How should that change us? He knows everything about us. He knows the number of hairs upon our head, the color of our eyes. He knows every one of our DNA makeups, all the resemblance of that. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. <clears throat> I'll stop with that. <clears throat> so, back to them couple verses. That, you know, but if we hope for what we see not, then we with patience wait for it. Um, but if we see, if we see, in verse twenty-four, we are saved by that hope, that very thing that we are longing for, wanting and desiring, and yet we don't see. 
That keeps us that keeps us pressing toward the goal, I should say, I guess. <coughs> um, one John. One John three. Let's read these verses. 1 John 3, uh, verse um, 1, 2, and 3. This, this, is what, this is what that hope does. This basic four-lettered word and what it means and what it does to define us and how it plays an important part, very essential in our faith in God. It says for 1 John <coughs> chapter 3, first three verses. He says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. <coughs> Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And then verse 3 is the clincher of this. And every man that hath this hope. Every man that has that hope of verses 1 and 2 in him, what does it do? What manner of life should we live now, as we read? Purifieth himself even as he is pure. So that's a motivation. This hope is a motivation to live a holy life, a godly life, a rejuvenated life and Whatever the words may be. Um, and, and then uh, uh, again, this this type of this type of a life, this type of a, a uh, <clears throat> this type of a person, whatever however you want to say it, I guess. <clears throat> If we read, uh, will give us opportunities. In First Peter three fifteen says, he says, one Peter three fifteen says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. He says to do that. We can, we can, we should be ready to give an answer to any man that asks. What what motivates you? What keeps you going? You know, or whatever the questions may be that come. That, that, that hope is, again, that confident expectation of something better. There's something more than just this life. A desire. There's a desire to go there. There's a desire added to the expectation of what we see, of what, we, what we know the Word of God tells us. We can go back into Revelations and and you know, read of the glories of heaven and the beauty that's there in that expectation. And just another thing, another aspect of hope. <clears throat> the word of God that we have was written to produce it. It was written to produce this hope and to increase this within us. So in Romans um, 15, verse 4, tells us, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience 
and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Again, that word hope comes, comes forth there. And also the word patience comes in there that we read earlier. You know, that we might through patience obtain it. So all these things that were written, all the things that Jesus taught and that he was here on the face of the earth, and he showed these men and through the Holy Scriptures, through the, the Holy Spirit, writ, have wrote it down aforetime for us so that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, have that confident expectation. <coughs> so that's encouraging, you know. And we know that from the, from the beginning that God is a rewarder. We know that He keeps His promises. God cannot lie. <coughs> Peter encourages us to, in 1 Peter 1.13 then, tells us that, that we should rest our hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When you see Christ in, in, in all his glory, when we, have, when we have accepted him and he's come and made his abode with us, and we understand that we are saved by grace, you know, that is revealed to us through the revelation of Christ. We, can, we have a rest. <coughs> you know, where do we read? about grace, except in the scriptures. And we read about it when Christ is revealed. Um, so, you know, so like an athlete that's, that's in a game, and uh, when he gets discouraged or he gets down and not making much, much progress, you know, sometimes he needs to start over with the basics. A lot of times in, in let's just say, in basketball or whatever it may be, you know, they, they, the coach would take them back to the fundamentals. You know, you guard your man, you, you pass the ball, um, you know, you, you, you get back to the fundamentals of the game of basketball. So the same thing with, with us, you know, sometimes when we astray and we are, don't have our eye upon the prize, so to, so to speak, about keeping our eyes on the prize that, that we have, you know, that we, as Paul says, to, that he presses toward the Toward the high calling, the prize, the high calling of Christ of Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Just my own words there, I guess. Um, so we must also do. You know, sometimes we need to get back to, the, to these basics of of faith and of hope. And the next word is love. And uh, we can go and think about one Corinthians thirteen, and you know we see that this is this love is. Is not something that, you know, that Paul is saying that if he spoke with, with tongues of angels, if he spoke with, um, and did not have love, did not have charity, he was a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal, and um, <clears throat> though he bestows all his goods to feed the poor, he could be as zealous as he possibly can be and try to feed every poor person um, in the world, and though he would give his body to be burned and he had no love within him, there would be no profit. Um, <clears throat> rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, 
hopeth all things, endureth all things. And verse 8 simply tells us that love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they will fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. <clears throat> just, the, just the Paul's definition of, of defining what love is and what love does, this four-lettered word. <clears throat> Paul gives us that definition. It's very simple. It's something that is, if we read these verses and think that this is just, that this is inactive, then we're wrong. You know, because he's telling us that if it's not active, then it profits us nothing. <clears throat> um, let's turn to 1 John chapter 3. And we'll read some verses here. Further down, let's go to uh, verse 14. Here he simply tells us that is something that is active, as, as an active love. He says, For we know that we have passed from death into life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. <clears throat> he goes on there, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Um, then we go to, let's look at verse 18. But my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but to do it in deed and in truth. And, whereby, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. <clears throat> For if our heart condemn us, dem, condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. And beloved, if our heart condemneth us not, then we have confidence toward God. But hereby, you know, verse 19, hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him if our love is an active love. <clears throat> expressing it, you know. It, there's, there's an assurance there of salvation. And then uh, verse 23, same chapter. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. That was, yeah, it was 23. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he has given us. So his Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are a child of his. I missed the verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So that we can, you know, we can ask and we can abide um, in Christ. And then 1 John 4, a couple more verses here. <clears throat> 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that, that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 12 tells us this, that no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. How much more entwining can you, could, could, you, um, could you make that, I guess, of Scripture that's read of how the love of God, the love that we have, of how much God loved us, and that how much that, that we can love 
and be active in God's kingdom in that way and love our brothers and even love those and as the scripture tells us, even love our enemies because of how Christ loved us. It would not be possible for us to say to love our enemies in that way. <clears throat> so this reassures us that if we are abiding in, in God, then God is love and he is within us and we are within him. <clears throat> um, the, the chapter in Thessalonians was Paul expressed of how much love that he had for them and that he prayed for them. And then Jesus is the, you know, the, the verse that we, of 1 John, you know, 1 John 3, 16, you know, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He taught us how that, that life that he had was sacrificial and that he is the propitiation for our, for our sins, he tells us. Um, <clears throat> if, we, if we study and we see the basic of love, we, we can never exhaust it, so to speak. Within the Word of God, um, this will also activate and keep us, get us in shape, and help us to love others. <clears throat> so the next, the next word was joy. Um, the Greek word for joy is called chara, C-H-A-R-A. And it's related close to the word Another word that's also a Greek word, which is C-H-A-R-I-S, charis, a chara, chara, and charis, if that's pronounced right. And uh, charis, uh, C-H-A-R-I-S, is, is the Greek word for, is a Greek word for, for grace, which is simply undeserved favor. Undeserved favor. If you're blessed, if somebody you know blesses you with something you don't feel like you deserve, it should there should there should joy rise up in your heart. There's just a, a feeling of joy. You know, it's like this is unexpected, undeserved. I didn't deserve this. Um, you know, it gives you a it gives you it gives you pleasure, and uh, it gives you joy. It gives you delight, and it may be the simple th as simple a thing as as me doing the dishes. I don't know what that would do for some people, but they might just smile a little bit if they'd ever see that happen. But anyways, it can be something that simple, undeserved favor, where C-H-A-R-A, joy, then is a response to that. Your joy is a response to grace, is what happens. Joy is a response to grace within your life. It makes you happy. You know, <clears throat> and it's a delightful response. And if we think about what God did for us and how much he's extended it to us, then that produces joy. But even in just our natural lives, you could say in our everyday lives, um, we see that when someone extends grace to you, it makes you happy. You're happy. It, it brings a joy out. <clears throat> um. Romans 14, verse 17 just tells us there's, a, there's an importance to this. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. <coughs> Go back to 1 Peter. First <coughs> um, Peter chapter 1. Peter chapter 1. 
joy can can reduce and um, I don't say that it removes, but joy can can help carry the burdens of this life, the trials that we have. Let's ver- let's start in verse five. It says, "Who are kept by First Peter one? Who are five? Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be re- revealed in the last time? Wherein he says, you greatly rejoice, though now for a, a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations." That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of, than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and the honor of glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, again, this is that, this is that faith that, that has, it's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And whom having not seen, you love. We talked about the love of God. In whom, though, now you see him not, and yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. <coughs> so this is, this is something you could say that, that is going to carry us and take us through life. There has to be a joy that's attached to the grace of God that was extended unto us. And even through trials, even through we're tried by fire, even we have not seen him, yet that faith is still there. Um, just another verse here. I think I had it wrote down. Hebrews. It both times, both ways. Okay, Hebrews chapter 10. Um, Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse, uh, verse 32 says, But call to remembrance the former days. This is like Call to remembrance the former days. It's like the reset button or getting back to the basics, you know. Um, if you reflect back to the day of, I don't know what one of the, you know, the greater joyous days in your life may be if you're marking millstones. You know, if it was the day that you accepted Christ as your Savior, maybe it was on, on the day that you were baptized, the day that you were married, or however it may be, your first child was born, or there's things that are, that are out. I'm just leaving these out there, you know. But if you call to remembrance the former days, in which after you were illuminated, and then you, know, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partially while you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joy, joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better 
an enduring substance. So, <clears throat> you know, that, that's again, that's a, an ending, a joy, the enduring substance that's there that can allow us to be joyful no matter what the circumstances. <clears throat> In a 1 John 1 4 says, but you know, Jesus told his disciples and uh, that how their joy might be full. It says, These things have I spoken unto you, that ye might that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. He, that's 1 John 1 4. <clears throat> you know, once again we can see that that the the these simple words are the basics of our of Christianity, the basics of our relationship with God, the basics that we all need to have and build off of, and that we can, you know, starting out with our faith and our hope and a love that is active and the importance of joy. And then we come to the last one here, um, which is basically is peace. And again, the Vines Dictionary describes peace as a harmonious relationship or a harmonious relation. Um, it's used to describe peace. You have, you know, it says that we should have try to have peace with all men. Uh, peace is something that you know this country, you could say, or this world that we live in today. You know, there is a lots of that is not in peace. We're not, we're not at a peaceful state in our in in this country with all the the wars and the fighting and stuff that's going on. So it's you know, peace is used to describe um, harmony between men, between nations, between God and man. And most important, I think, of all, is within yourself. Do you have peace of God? Do you have peace that passes all understanding? Is there a battle going on? You know, is there, you know, a lack of peace creates the, creates the, the battle, you know, creates, contributes to the, the spiritual battle that may be happening. Do we have a peace that passes understanding? <clears throat> I'll read a few verses here in Romans chapter 14. <clears throat> 17 to 19 just tells us that, for the, again, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things, for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. <clears throat> that constitutes that that tells us that it, it pulls together that the word peace in there into the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God is not meat. It's not just drink. But it's righteousness. It's peace. It's joy. And in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and if we have peace within our... If we have no peace within our hearts, we, if we have no peace within ourselves, how could we have peace with our brother? With our nation? With our fellow man? Or with God? How, how would that be? <clears throat> And so, having peace with God within ourselves, this has a huge effect on 
the peace that we have with mankind, the peace that we have, you know, um, with each other. <clears throat> this is something that you know, that tells us that that um, Romans five verse one. Probably know the verse. <clears throat> Romans 5, verse 1 says that, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his, this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope and of the glory of God. Look at the words that it used there. They're the basic words again that are basics. We have faith. We have peace, we have grace, we have uh, rejoice, we have joy there, and <clears throat> it's all put. It's all it's put in those in, in those verses there. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Philippians chapter four. So he tells us here that um, you know that the the peace that we have um, it it grows and it continues because we can verse uh, six here it says to be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God so ask God um, he's not far from in, any one of us and then he tells us in verse seven that if we do that with thanksgiving, with joy, that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, it shall, it shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He goes on to tell us things that we should think of. So our prayer and our communication with God can enhance our joy, and it can help us. Um, it promotes that peace that passes all understanding. Okay, back to the, to the five words again. We have faith, we have hope, we have love, we have joy. And we have peace. Simple words used throughout the scriptures, yet the very essentials, you could say, the very necessary basics of learning to pass the ball, to find the fundamentals of a game, of, of how to play something, how to do something, is also right here in the scriptures for us, for our life, and for us to, to, uh, to take to heart and to build upon and to grow with and to grow from. Um, <clears throat> they're often in, you know, they're, these things are probably often in, in short supply, even in my life, you know, thinking about how much joy do I have? I have peace with God. Um, I, I, have, I have faith. I have hope. And yet how strong and how concreted and anchored are all those within, within my life, you know. Um, so may God help us to uh, energize it, to... Build it up and strengthen it, to fortify it, to activate it, enhance it, and that we can enjoy it. And that there is, um, he tells us that, I'll read these two verses for last. I guess he tells us that there is an abundant life found in Christ Jesus our Lord. So um, 
I'll just, uh, I'm just open for sharing or testimony. I'll close. With. I have a couple of verses I'll close with then. 